0: Welcome to The Build-Up on Balls.ie, in association with Labbrooks. Please bet responsibly.
1: Visit dunlui.net for further information. We thought the rugby was dying down. It's only just starting. And you're about to get us hyped. Tell us why we have to pay attention. Leinster are playing Connacht uh, this Friday night. And then you've got Munster against Ulster on Saturday night. Should, like... Are there going to be any Ireland players on show? If there aren't going to be any Ireland players on show, why should we be paying attention this early in the season? Who are the players we should be watching out for that are potentially, you know, we got we've got to pin our hopes on a new generation? Now we're looking to four years' time. Who can you see maybe that will start popping up now?
2: Come the Six Nations.
0: Yeah. There's a few questions there, Morris. For the secret he to Take your time.
2: <laughs> Quietly, right? Quietly, this uh, like the. It's actually been an unbelievable couple of weeks for Irish rugby. Not just because. But in seven days england literally fell off the top of the world to descend into their their flagship team were in after yeah, a shit show. and, say, they're, they're, and uh, they were comprehensively beaten in the world cup final but that's not why it was been a good time for Irish rugby the reason it's been a good time for Irish rugby is we'll start with i think friday and Connaught, and the Connaught story now is actually brilliant four wins from five playing on a really attractive brand of rugby jared butler who uh, to my mind has actually been the signing of the one of the best signs by any province recently. Um, it's like it's it's. Uh, he was good in uh, three hundred, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was sure you to think. Where
1: do we know that name from? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I read a stat: Jerry Butler has made so far this season five, five games in ninety six percent of his tackles Jeez. is uh, a success wow. rate. And I think he's the high the highest ranked, um so far. He he's just signed a three year deal. He's obviously the kind of captain. Like in an Irish context, I think he might qualify in a couple of years. He's Australian born, but uh I don't think he, like I don't know how much of an impact they are there. But as a player, he's one of the most underrated back rows in Europe. Um and that'll be an interesting battle looking ahead to this weekend. The reason I'm looking forward to this weekend actually is because like you look at two really, really attractive teams, like two teams that are playing absolutely sensational rugby, and then within that there's enough kind of human like that's stuff about looking down the line. Like Butler might not be it, but you look at a Lancer team who uh, like this time of year, people really like uh, the amount of people joy that people took in Leinster's three nil win over Zebra, which I mean was absolutely like undeniably awful. But then you know they play an absolute thriller against Dragons last week, and you've got guys like Harry Byrne who starts like starts his Leinster career with a try and looks. Absolutely, like, perfectly comfortable at this level. Yeah. Kelleher, the hooker who looks could be a bolter for Ireland now. Like, yeah. this, the, he's been absolutely uh, sensational for, for, next. like, what's, you talk about international coming back. Is Sean Cronin now in trouble when you see uh, a guy like him who's like, and Ireland
0: need a new hooker. Yeah. Like, and I don't just mean because Roy Best is gone. It's like it's clearly the position that they've least stepped in, and you know, it's this is like exactly if you want to turn the corner from a World Cup, it's just like the star of the early season is, being yeah, a hooker is no harm. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah.
2: And then on top of that, you've, I mean, we mentioned I just mentioned the game uh, last weekend, and you look at James Lowe again scoring tries again. Just he's just such a delight to watch, and another guy who's going to qualify for Ireland very very soon. And I like I I actually think that there's. It's, there's no doubt that he'll walk straight into that team um, yeah. and again like that's whatever about like sometimes you kind of you cast narratives onto the game it's like this is like Keller's first big interpro. how will he adapt is this him setting himself up for Ireland like will we see any of Harry Byrne uh, probably not I think Probably see some more press. Butler coming off the back. Tom Farrell, who's been absolutely incredible. Is he putting himself in an Irish context? All that stuff is relevant, right? But the heart of it, at the after heart of it, is the fact that this is going to be a, like a really brilliant matchup. Two teams that play really, really good rugby. And whatever about what will happen elsewhere, I think just the Connaught against Leicester is a game that you should watch because it'll be enjoyable. Uh, Connaught.
0: Yeah, no, I just want to say, like, it, the, what Morris is saying there is right, even in terms of like, we're talking probably too much about what's going to happen with Ireland at the moment, whereas, like, as I was saying to you at the start of the show, the mad thing here is that the World Cup season is so weird in that you come back from a World Cup ends, it's the pinnacle of the game, and it feels like it should be the end. It just feels like it is, the way it is for the Southern Hemisphere teams. And the fact that there's already rugby starting while it's still on, and now from this week on, it's like, this is normally the time of year that we start paying attention. And to go back to kind of Morris's point there about like, this being a good game on its own, even there's a middle ground there of looking ahead and looking for this game and and that's the Champions Cup and it's only a week away and you're thinking of what's the Leinster team going to be? What's the Munster team going to be? You know, we've a slightly better idea already what the Connacht and Ulster teams are going to be. But still, there's places to be played for. But you look at, like, you know, Harry Byrne. It's probably a year too early for him, but he's on, he's on the team. But, you know, you're talking about some of these guys. You're talking about, like, Scott Penny, who was, like, a star for the 20s last yeah. year. You know, Caelan Doris and, and, and Max Deegan. A brilliant, young, exciting back row. Are they going to make an impact next week when you go into, when European rugby starts? Because... I know you were saying, Mark, sometimes that these things can kind of like falter in a little bit, but the rugby season for me is always something that starts very slow. I don't know why it is. I'm not not normally paying attention for a while, but there's no room for that this year because once the Champions Cup starts, you're paying attention. Yeah, it's yeah. that's yeah. like a week away, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's brilliant that the Irish provinces are playing each other this week because that's a, that's an immediate kind of wake up call, you know.
1: I have two questions for both. of you. Uh, first one: Connacht against Leinster on labrox.com. Connacht are eight. To five, Leinster 8
2: to 15, call it. Uh, I, I, Connacht, I'm gonna say Connacht. The whole I, I actually like, was gonna
1: say Connacht there as well. Connacht at yeah. 8 to 5, write it down, Mick. Yeah, write that down. What, what was the film? Was that in? Write that down.
0: Oh, uh, Van Wilder. I, <laughs> I have to say, one of the best sporting experiences of my life, and this is saying a lot like because I've been at bloody millions of things, but I have to be honest and say, one of the best sporting experiences of my life was watching Connacht beat Leinster, I think, 7 3. in the sports ground Um, in the windiest day I've ever seen in my entire life the year that they won the uh, the year that they won the Pro 14 I was in the what do you call the place in the sports ground where all the Connacht fans stand the The shed or the stands whatever I was in the middle of all the Connacht Ultras and watching it and it was (laughs) oh it was brilliant it was such a Kieran Marmion got a try and I think Madigan got two penalties and that's all that happened in the whole game it was but it was just a class class atmosphere sports grounds are really really hard place for anyone to win this is a leinster team only kind of getting started with a really really young team i
1: think Connacht will beat them my second question munster are two to seven against ulster so they're probably you know they probably going to win it but on the handicap on labbrooks.com is munster minus nine at 10
2: to 11 will they beat the handicap I, I think they might you know like i like the munster story I'm shaking his head here uh the, going with Marissa. The, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the munster story right now is is actually interesting like i saw um I think that if you look at their 2018 versus 2019 form right like they've actually scored less tries maybe conceded more and have scored less points obviously like the, so they've like basically like if you look at I think they this in 2019 they've scored 18 tries and conceded 10 in 2018 last year they scored 25 over the first couple of games and conceded nine so straight away i think people would latch on to that and be like oh sure like munster have, have dipped off from where they are last year and then like i think that might be a tad lazy analysis particularly when you talk, talk about how good the cheetahs have been this year munster have already played them carliflu's put up a really good fight you've got a munster team without like their spine basically versus last year when they had like kilcoyne Carberry. these all these players were there keith earls um and then on top of that as well, you're actually embedding in a new coaching structure. So you've got, Graham Rohn, like was at the World Cup with Georgia. He's there, what, two weeks now. Uh, Stephen Ackerman only came in in pre-season. Like that, that is going to take time. So I don't like, you know, like there's, you know, stats don't lie, but sometimes they actually do. Like you have to look at the the context to it as well. I think Munster have been really impressive so far this season. Um, Looking like, looking ahead to the weekend, if you're talking about, like, you want to see emerging players and you see the likes of, like, Munster has still have the same, I don't know, have they the same, like, young, like, recently we talked about him last year. Nash is a guy we're kind of familiar with. On top of that, then you look at players who've starred so far this year, JJ Albi uh, Albie Mathewson. The, there is not, you know, the the young guy oh, that everyone, yeah. yeah, like that is everyone excited about. But I don't know if that's a bad thing either. Like, the, that that degree of continuity probably helps a uh, rugby team. Even if, like they're learning new strike plays which they have to be if, if Larkham's in there as well your pack is learning like trying to they're build on what they did last year which are already very solid like, so, sometimes like I don't think Monser by any such imagination would have sat down at the end of last year and said we need to tear up the script like I don't think that wouldn't have been a conversation I think they certainly would have recognised flaws uh, in their attacking game but elsewhere, where I don't think that. so I, I think that degree of continuity probably helps and then you know you're looking ahead to a game this weekend I actually think that they are in a really strong place going into that Look,
1: you've got me suitably hyped uh, <laughs> and some uh, good predictions for the weekend as well. If you are having a bet, be sure on either rugby or the GA, be sure to gamble responsibly and visit dunlouis.net dot net for more information. To subscribe to the full build up podcast, search the build up on on all good podcast apps.